Well, hello, KJ. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. Hello, Mama Shimsham, or Austin, as the world might refer to you as well. Yes. What is this? What is happening right now? Tell me. Well, um, we're having a little conversation that we're planning on sharing with the rest of the world. I know. It's very exciting. (gasps) Thank you for being here. This is KJ and... Shim Sham. And we're presenting the Queer Mo The Queer Mo cast. The Queer Mo. <laughs> we'll have to get better at that as we go along. Yeah, that name may change. We don't know. That's that's where we're at right now. That's how we're feeling. We like it. I like the word I like the word queer mo. It right away lets you know up front. I'm queer and I'm a mo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've 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 always really identified with the word queer. Actually it was what I was privately referring to myself as all throughout the later college years. By the time I turned about 23, 24, I had stopped saying out loud that I was gay. And then I started slowly transitioning to telling people I'm queer. And then that led to the almost decade long journey to telling people that I was, you know, gender fluid, gender queer, trans umbrella, that uh, I now feel very confident and proud in that identity. And it's, it's it's shifting. It's ever-changing, ever-growing. My identity and my gender cannot be described by mere mortal words. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at us kind of launching all the way into a topic. I know, because that yeah, we're not sure what we want this format to be, but I know we want to talk about queer issues. Um, and specifically, I'm very interested in talking about queer issues in the Midwest, because... I think a lot of our media comes from uh, the coastal cities, <laughs> and it's just, I, it's still very backwards here sometimes. I'm I'm still very often the only gay that anybody's ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Um. And, and so I'm kind of liking that Midwest bent where... So, yeah, let's introduce ourselves. So, KJ, where are you from? What's happening? Tell me all about it. So, uh, I am <laughs> from a little a little town in West Central Wisconsin called Altoona. Old but uh, I do tend to tell people that I am from Eau Claire. It is the larger city. We have a friend who will remain nameless for anonymity, HIPAA, um, <laughs> that used to yell at us all the time for saying, you're not from Eau Claire. I'm like, well, yes, I am. I've spent whatever. Uh, but, but I am technically from Altoona, population 7,000, and growing, going to reach 8,000 by the year 2040. 45. Um, but uh, yeah, and have kind of lived all over the Midwest, mostly Wisconsin and Minnesota now, based in Minneapolis. Been here for the past five years. Has it been five long. years? It has. The longest I've ever lived anywhere. That's crazy. Um, and well, besides living in Eau Claire, but you know, nah. mm. <laughs> different. <laughs> and yeah, I. Uh, you may remember us from our previous iteration of this podcast called Steer Queer, Ugh. which we love, beautiful memories of, and we uh, decided to kind of reformat just the two of us and 
um, continue to explore what exactly it is it means to be queer in the Midwest, which I love that that's our focus. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm Shim Sham. Also, KJ and I went to, we grew up in the same area. So we're both from, we'll just say Eau Claire because it's (laughs) minute details. Fall Crick. Fall Crick. (laughs) And um, I've moved around too in my life. Um, You know, lived in Milwaukee for a little bit and wanted to get that big city experience. And I loved Milwaukee, but I don't have family there and it was just far away. So... I am back in Eau Claire working as a nurse. Um, and I like Eau Claire. I do. We, <laughs> I don't want anyone listening to think we don't love our Eau Claire. We love her. She's great. But she, uh, she's got a lot of growing to do. There's, um, it's a mostly white area. Um, I bet if you looked, I think I looked up our demographics for a school project once. And I think we're like 90 five percent white it's something super high (laughs) and um most households are man and a woman married Uh, (laughs) because they now include that on the census i think if you're a same-sex couple which is very exciting yeah i think that's uh, uh, my basic intro so we're we're just here we're exploring exactly what we want this podcast to be and let it grow and evolve and We just appreciate anyone coming on this journey with us. Absolutely. No, but seriously, it's, uh, it's, it's really lovely to get to talk about this and share and explore because I feel like growing up, the Midwest was a place I desperately wanted to get out of. It was a place I did not want to be in. Austin and I actually at one point in time both lived in D.C. together or right outside of D.C. in Maryland, and we learned and grew a lot there we also took some steps backwards and had a lot of things we had to work through after that and both ended up back nearby where we grew up and I have felt various ways about that I felt really great about that I felt really awful about that and kind of everywhere in between and I think I've settled on I am exactly where I need to be right now and that is all I really need to know and all I really need to feel and how do I How do I continue to learn and grow from that moving forward is kind of where I want to focus as we move into the the format of this podcast. I really want to explore, again, what it means to be queer in the Midwest, actually dive into some of our past experiences with coming out, but also with just living authentically in an area that didn't always want us to be authentic and didn't always Mm kind of kind of wanted to chew us up and spit us back out again. And uh, and that led us on different journeys of, for lack of a better word, since it's been co-opted by capitalistic demons, um, <laughs> health and wellness yeah. and the, the, the various ways that Austin and I have both together and in our own, our own paths, our own journeys have tried to kind of quote unquote fix ourselves through wellness or through diet, through exercise. And uh, I can only speak for myself in that by saying that there was some success there and some things that I learned that were really positive, but a lot of what I learned, I've now had to unlearn and move forward in a way that is some, some days easier than others. Some days really difficult to move past. Um, and I definitely know we'll be getting into those topics a lot. Yeah, I know DC definitely brings <laughs> out the, the health and wellness part of this podcast. Cause I do want to talk about that because 
I I am in recovery. I am sober now. And so um drinking alcoholically is was a huge part of my life in my 20s. And of course, I don't think you can be an alcoholic without um depression and anxiety also living in your life. They're just a ha- they're just happy triplets that depression, anxiety and alcoholism. They they get along. They're fantastic siblings. Um <laughs> and so, but we t- uh, we kind of want to get into it though because we are in love with a little plug here, our podcast maintenance phase. Mm-hmm. Um I know they'll never listen to this, but um uh th- we love it because they talk about how those terms, health and wellness, are so ingrained in diet culture. And we don't subscribe to diet culture. We hate it. It's not helpful. It ends up causing more harm. But I feel like these days it's hard to talk about health and wellness without being all wrapped. I mean, I th- without wrapped up in all that baggage. Absolutely. And uh, that journey that, that, that you've been on has really kind of in, in some ways inspired my journey and also helped me kind of understand my relationship with certain things. I'm also really on a, on a journey of figuring out where I stand with substances and with uh, utilizing certain drugs, including alcohol, particularly alcohol, because I was never really that into anything else. I just really, I hitched my wagon to alcohol in my uh, late teens, early twenties, and it was off and running. Um, I'm sure we'll share some really delightful uh, memories uh, <laughs> along the way of the two of us because we have quite an intertwined journey on that as well. And all of it really comes together to make up this 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 conversation that I feel like Austin and I have had for decades now about who we are, how we fit into the world, how we fit into each other's world, and how treating ourselves like projects almost has been a a part of our identity as we've grown and learned more about ourselves. And there's a lot that has informed my current iteration of self. And I don't want to negate any of that, but I definitely want to move past thinking of myself as a project that must be completed or must be fixed or must be changed in some way, because that is, that is not the energy we're bringing into our thirties. No, oh my God, we're 30. I know. We're... I know, 32 and kicking. Oh um, so, well, I think that's our intro. I think so too. I think we did it. I think we've oh. done it. Well, thank you to anyone who's listening. Please, I don't know if you're going to be able to share us or not. <laughs> you know, we're know going to figure it all out. I don't know how this is going to work, but tell your friends, tell them about the best podcast you've ever heard in the world. KJ and Shim Sham present Presenting. I like that we're presenting. It's like um it's like we're the target center. I <laughs> I, I really like it. Oh my goodness. Well thank you for being here again. Like, comic, subscribe, all of that if you can. We'll figure that all out along the way. And Slancha Perfect. Cut print. I like it. I like ending with it.